Welcome to Living Stones Church. We pray that this message impacts and touches your heart in such a great way. Enjoy the message. Can somebody say, I'm excited? Good, I'm glad you're excited because today's message is titled, The Promise of Christmas. The Promise of Christmas. That's something to get excited about. Are you with me? It's so, so exciting, those things, and it's just such a good thing in the midst of it. Whoa, it came right back at me. That was a good one. You were waiting for that, weren't you? Sneaky little booger. Did mom tell you to do that? Oh, yeah, right. Anyway, he he was ready. He was locked and loaded. All right, we're in Matthew chapter 1, and we're talking about the promise of Christmas. If you'd like, you can follow along in the YouVersion Bible app, since all of you are app people, evidently. Um, Go into the YouVersion Bible app, click the More button on the bottom right-hand corner, and then click on Events. And Living Stones Church is in there every week. I put my notes in there for you. So if you're, if you're a cheater, I've, I've got a che- my mother-in-law's a cheater. She always looks at the notes beforehand and sees them in there and knows what's going on. No, she's an overachiever is what she said. Self-proclaimed overachiever. Anyway, Matthew chapter 1 verse 18 says, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, While she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Verse 19. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement quietly. Verse 20. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Verse 21, and she will, she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Verse 22, all of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. Verse 23, look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took Mary as his wife. And he did, uh, verse 25, but he did not have sexual relations with her until her son was born. And Joseph named him Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your word. And Lord, we thank you for your son. Gosh, we thank you for that gift. The gift that you gave the world. And Lord, as we unpack that today and get into your word, I pray that you'd speak to us. Have our hearts be open and ready to receive the seed of hope that you have for us today. And we thank you and give you the glory in Jesus' mighty name. All God's people said, amen. Amen. Now, I'm going to take us back in history a little bit. Um, Does any, where are my history buffs at? Do we like history? We've got some people who like history. We're going to go back in history about 400 years from when Jesus was born. Why, Why 400 years? Because that's the last time that God spoke to his people. Now, I want you to imagine for a moment that, that you, 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 you were, you've had this relationship, and all of a sudden they just stop talking to you. Like cold turkey, won't answer your texts, won't answer your phone calls back, and you just don't hear from them. Does that worry anybody? Like, like I don't know about you, but especially if it's somebody that loves me or I love them, and all of a sudden I'm not hearing anything, do you get worried? Some of us go to the place of worry, some of us go to the place of anger. Are you with me? Like, what, what do you mean you're not answering my text? You better answer my text within this many, this many minutes before, you know, anybody with me? Like, Chelsea and I, we, we worked on some things in our marriage, all right? And, and we're still working on it. Is anybody else still working on their marriage? Come on. Somebody give me an amen if you're working on your marriage. 
If you're not working on your marriage, come see me because you need to be. Are you with me? Amen. But one of the things Chelsea and I did for our marriage is that we, we put, we put um, our little Google tracker thing on both of our phones. Do you want to know why? Is it because one of us is untrustworthy? Well, thank you for assuming that. I appreciate that. No, the, the reason that we put those on there is so we don't have to worry. Because this guy rides a motorcycle. And when I go to a meeting, like I loved my, my, my four-year-old son. He went and got on his bicycle and he says, he's in the middle of the house and he's reenacting this. He's like, bye family, I'm going to a meeting. And he gets on his bike and starts riding it around the house. Oh my gosh, that just, I was like, that touches my heart. He knows, he knows how this works. But something would happen when my meetings would go long or I'd be praying with people for too long, or going and doing things for other people, or put something in my calendar without actually putting it in my calendar. Are you with me? I, I see some marriage stuff going on right here. Like, there's a couple of faces people are making, like, hmm, yeah, he did that to me the other day. But one of the things, Chelsea can just check my location. She knows where I'm at and what I'm doing, and she doesn't have to worry anymore. Now, if I get stopped on the side of the road for a long period of time, there's concern to be raised, right? But other than that, she didn't have to. So anyway... We, we work on that communication. We have those different things so that we can figure out what we're doing next. Are you with me? Is everybody here? So communication stopped for God's people. Haven't heard from Him. Don't know anything. Generations go by. Haven't heard anything. Don't know anything. Where is God? He said there was going to be a Messiah. He said there was going to be a Savior. When is this supposed to happen? People start to grow weary. You ever, you ever grow weary when those promises didn't come? Come on. Yeah, don't look at your husband right now. We made that promise over. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Are you with me? And it just doesn't come. And then you stop, just stop believing. Imagine not hearing from God for 400 years. No answers. No more prophetic words. Nothing to give us hope of what's coming. Really? That's it? Like 400 years. Like, I don't know about you, but if my wife doesn't talk to me for a couple days, I'm worried. Are you with me? <laughs> Like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. Like, anybody with me? No? Okay. 400 years since, since the book of Malachi. Malachi was the last book in, in, in the Old Testament. But we sit and we worry, going, what now? Generations. I mean, great-great-great-grandparents were believers. They knew what God said. But then you get down to great-great-grandchildren, and they don't know God. They don't know Him the same way. They just know these stories that there's been passed down from generation to generation, but I've never seen God for myself. Does that, anybody, does that sound familiar? Here's the point number one, as we read through that scripture there. Point number one is I will receive the promise of the supernatural. Now, this is going to weird some people out. This is a Christmas service. We don't talk about miracles and those types of things. We just talk about baby Jesus and, and the wise men and, and probably how messed up Joseph was that his wife's pregnant and he had nothing to do with it. Are you with me? Like, in the midst of all those things, it's like, what, let's talk about the supernatural. Listen, we're going to talk about the supernatural because it's important. Are you with me? The supernatural is important. You see, for Jesus to be born to a virgin, that's supernatural. She was made pregnant without any relations. Supernatural. You see, we need to know and receive the gift of the supernatural that God has for us. Listen, some of us have been trying to get through life one thing after another, just barely hanging on. But if you'll receive the gift of God's supernatural, you'll start to see things that weren't there before. But they were the whole time. Like, if you ever ask God, where were you in that challenging situation? Where were you? Now I ask you, when you sit... The next time you're in a quiet place, just sit with him and say, God, 
Mike, really, where were you in that challenging situation? And you ask him to show himself and watch what he does. He'll show you he was right there with you the whole time. And maybe those things that happened to you, he didn't want to happen to you either. But I tell you what, he was still there. He still loves you. He's still with you. See, that's, that's what Emmanuel means, God with us. In the midst of our junk, in the midst of life, in the midst of the craziness, God is with us. And that's the promise of Christmas. Are you with me? That's the promise that each of us have because Jesus is here with us right now in the midst of your decision-making, in the midst of your bad decision-making. He's still here. He's with us. Is this a Christmas message you've ever heard before? Oh, goodness. If you think this is scary, come next week. We'll see what happens. But in verse 18, it said, this is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph, but before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, somebody say still a virgin, still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. God still does supernatural things, crazy supernatural things, miracles upon miracles. God finally speaks to the people. And how does he do it? Through a miracle. Through a miracle. Some of us, it would take a miracle for us to believe in God again. Because we've been through too much. I've seen too much. I've seen too much of the corruption of our world. I've seen too much of the junk that happens day in and day out. I've seen too much. I I just don't know if I can believe anymore. Is anybody with me? Oh, I, I wonder if we have honest people at church today. Goodness gracious. It gets hard, doesn't it? Life is hard sometimes, and it's okay to admit it. L- listen, I love the Christmas carols, and I love, I love going and seeing all the twinkly lights and doing all the stuff, and, and you get up on, on Christmas, this time Sunday morning, Christmas morning, and you open gifts and celebrate, but when it's all over, then what? Got some credit card bills we now have to figure out how to pay, and life moves on. So forgive me for talking about life today, but I wanted to be real with you because this might be the only time you actually come to church. So I'm going to be real today. Is that okay? Oh, good. The, the people who normally come here are like, yeah, sure. But the rest of them, they're like, oh, I don't know about that. You could have just twinkled, twinkle lights and fun stuff. That would have been great. Let's go to verse 20. Verse 20, it said, And he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her is conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. Point number two, I will receive the promise of salvation. I will receive the promise of salvation. As we're talking about the promise of Christmas, it's not, it's not the promise that we're going to all have happy thoughts and everything's going to be great because on Christmas morning we get to open gifts and it's going to be fun. I, I do, what, what do you guys eat on Christmas morning? Little Smokies? I'm coming to your house. Bacon and hash browns. What else? Breakfast burritos. Nice. You know what my wife makes? It's called monkey bread. It's pretty much sin in a pan. Like, it's, it's absolutely awesome. I have to, like, get my salvation ready for the new year after that because it's just incredible. But we can receive the promise of salvation. The, the arrival of Jesus is the promise fulfilled by God by His spoken prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah... 7 verse 14 this is where it says this was written way before Jesus came and it says all right then the Lord himself will give you a sign look the virgin will conceive a child 
She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Jesus, Emmanuel, he's here. He's now. Are you with me? Like, I think for a lot of us, we, we, we've gotten so used to Christmas traditions and life and shopping and all the craziness that comes with it, but we forget that the real gift is that Jesus is here with us now in the midst of it all. That's the greatest gift. Now, I know I sound like an infomercial or something, but like, like you, get, you get your gifts, but then you get this, Jesus too. Like, no, it's, it's really all about Jesus. It's all about him. He's the reason for it all. Like, I know it's, he's the reason for the season. Like, we say stuff like that, but then we spend more time in the other stuff than we do with him. But if he's really the reason, like, we need to stop for a minute. I'm so proud of all of you that you came here and sat down and stopped for a minute to think about what is the purpose of all of this. I mean, it can't be more credit card debt. It can't be more of that stuff, right? No, it's Jesus. It's Jesus. For 400 years, God's people were wondering, when is this promise going to come? Like I heard my great-grandfather talk about this, this Messiah that would come. When is it going to come? I mean, I don't know about you, but a, a promise like that put off for that long, I'm getting cynical. Are you with me? Oh, yeah, they told us that before. Like, I heard that from great-grandpa crazy pants. Like, I don't know. You know, like, whatever. I don't know if that's for real. But something shifts. You like that, huh, Noah? Come on. I'm, I'm preaching to my son today. He's, he's, he's enjoying this comedy show. But we've got we to gotta receive that promise of salvation. That's really what it all comes down to. It's fulfilling his promise. Point number three. Where are my note-takers? we got people still taking notes? Point number three, I will receive the promise of Scripture. Point number three is I will receive the promise of Scripture. The promise of Scripture was that which was written in Isaiah there 400 years ago, 400 years earlier by the prophets. Sitting and waiting, a God that seems so far away is no longer distant. This is what I I want. If you leave with nothing else, I pray that you leave with this that you realize that God is not distant. Not distant. I think for a lot of us, it's easy to picture God as this person way up in the clouds somewhere, looking and making sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, you, you did the wrong thing. Oh, you did the wrong thing. Oh, you did the wrong thing. And we think that that's what God is doing. If, let me tell you something. If that's what God was doing, He wouldn't have sent His Son. He would have chose a different way for salvation. But no, he sent his only begotten son, his, his, his one and only son, his prized possession. He sent that because he loved you so much. Are you with me? He sent him. He sent the gift of Jesus. It's a promise that he'll no longer be distant from us. He'll be with us forever. Somebody say Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. It's so fun to sing Christmas songs, isn't it? Does anybody love singing Christmas songs? Where are my people that are pretty much done with Christmas songs till next year? We got a few people. It's okay. I'm right there with you. Like, like I'm a little more Grinchy than I am, you know. Got a few Grinches in here. But we'll, we'll get through the Christmas songs. We'll get through the Christmas songs. I love the Christmas songs, but we, we lose sight of what they mean. Like, I've, I, you listen to every version of the same song by different artists, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, I turn off Christian radio. Are you with me during this time of year? Because I'm like, dude, it's the same stinking song by three different people. Like, what are we doing? 
Like this, does anybody else drive nuts by that? Okay, good. I got honest people at church again. Golly. I don't know about you guys. Like my, my son would sing Christmas songs every day the entire year, all year long. Mixing in with a little bit of Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Craziness. I'd ask, if I asked him, he'd come up here and recite the entire thing for you right now, but I'm not going to do that promises of God but receiving this promise of scripture Matthew eleven twenty eight, it says then Jesus said come to me all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens does that qualify any of us in here do I have any weary people in this place carrying some heavy stuff I will give you rest these are the promises of scripture right here verse 29 take my yoke upon you I'll be honest, taking somebody's yoke and, and lifting a heavy, another weight, that doesn't sound good. But that's why we don't stop there. It says, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. You see, I want you not to see God as this ever distant person. Like there was a time when he was distant from his people and that time is not now. God speaks today. He shares today. He loves today. He looks at you and sees somebody worth living and worth dying for. Are you with me? And there's something that's got to shift in the mindset of the church. If we always treat God like He's out there somewhere just waiting to spite me, then we miss the whole thing that He really wants a relationship with you. He wants to know you and He wants you to know Him. Are you with me? I, I can't tell you when, when, when people say things bad about you. Have you ever had somebody say something bad about you? And you're like, you don't, you don't know me. You ever feel that? And nobody? Good. All right, man, I'm going to put everybody to sleep today, Brad. I don't know what's going on. Like, I need you to pray for me, lift me up, anoint me. We'll just hit somebody with a snowball there. <laughs> i got to have these, like, every weekend. Like, just in case somebody's sleeping, I can just be like, you know, just like, Boom, just get them right in the middle of it. He's here now. He's Emmanuel. God is with us. He's in the middle of your everyday struggles. He's not just there at church whenever you need Him. You can go by and get a little Jesus when you need it. He's with you now. He's right there. He's available to you. Just let Him know that you're ready. You know, we might all be beaten down by life or we might be experiencing mountaintops. But in the midst of it, Jesus is with you. He's here with us, the Savior of the world, with us now. You can reach out to him and he's right there. Just saying, God, I need you. I've been trying to do life by myself and it hasn't worked so far, but I need you. I need you. You know what? Some of the things, the little stuff in our life, we think God doesn't care about that. He does because He cares about you. Because He cares about you, He cares about the little things that you care about. I mean, He's ridiculous. If you let God be God in your life, He's ridiculous. I can't tell you. A month, a month ago, I had no plans to take off the month of January. No plans. When they brought it up, I was like, you're not even giving me enough time to plan something fun to do. Like, I don't know if this is a good idea. I, can't even, I mean, I want to do something fun if I'm going to take that much time off. Are you with me? 
But you know what? God has different plans. He had different plans. Now all of a sudden my month is filled with crazy things to do. And I couldn't believe it. It's just coming out of the woodwork everywhere. Nothing I planned for, nothing I saved for. God had a different plan. I mean, all the way down to, I got a bicycle yesterday from filling out a, a survey on, online. Are you with me? Like, ridiculous. I went and picked up a $500 bicycle. I'm like, this is crazy. I would never pay $500 for a bicycle. Like, that just tells you how cheap your pastor is. Are you with me? I'm like, this is, this is nuts. Like, is this really happening? Like, God just pours out blessings all over the place when you trust Him and when you sit with Him and you let Him do it. That doesn't mean just trust Him outwardly. And then on the inside, you're going, I don't really trust God, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it my own way because I've got to manipulate this because it's not going to work unless I manipulate it. Oh, come on. I know we've got normal people here too. We start manipulating things to make it work, and then we say, oh, God's so good. Look. No, you manipulated that to make it look good. Hello. Don't you want it to actually be good? Like how many, how many false prophets, how many people came during that 400 years says, here's the Messiah. Here I am. Oh, I'll bet the people got tired of hearing that. Oh, here's another one posing as the Messiah. Are you with me? But God had a real promise. And when we can hold out and wait for the real promise that He really has for us right now, right here, the promise that you are not alone in your thinking. You are not alone in your own head. You are not alone in your circumstances. I think there's a lot of people need to hear that today. Because it's hard. Life's not easy, is it? Has has life been easy for anybody in here? Like, pass on some of the goodness. Are you with me? But for the rest of us, it's life. And it's hard. But God's in it. And He's with us. It gives purpose to the suffering. Are you with me? He's just that good. This is the most popular verse in the Bible right here. Anybody guess what it is? Good job. Good job, all you crazy people. John 3.16 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave His one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in Him will not perish, but, somebody say but, but have eternal life. It's fun saying but in church, isn't it? So good. Verse 17, God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world. Oh, why wouldn't He? I mean, He's that guy sitting up there Everybody needs to be doing the right thing. No. God sent His Son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through Him. There's something that got to shift as we start to see God for who He really is. He's not the enemy. I think a lot of people start looking at God as the enemy. They look at Christianity as the enemy. They look at religion as the enemy. Listen, it's not about any of those things. I'm probably the least religious person you're going to know. But here's the thing. I love the Lord because of who He is and what He's done for me. And I want to share that with everybody. Does that make sense? It's not about, oh my gosh, I've got to read this for this many minutes every single day because I need to be a good Christian because that's the only way good Christians get into heaven. Are you with me? Like, I'm tired of hearing that kind of stuff. Like nowhere did I read did it say that. It says meditate on the Word. Let it be inside of you. It's more important that the Word is in you than you are in the Word. But the Word can't be in you until you're in the Word. Are you with me? You could be in your Word and have the Word not be in you. 
I've met a lot of religious people who like to tell people how they think and why they think that and, and they start condemning people to hell. Listen, I, I, what I just read, the most popular verse in the Bible followed by, I came not to condemn the world, but to save it. Listen, if we're only a church that goes and condemns people, are we living the way that God intended? The answer is no. It's not for us to condemn. It's for us to go out and reach out and save. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this message blessed your life in such a powerful way. Come visit us here at Livingstones Church in person at Dorothy McElhinney Middle School in French Valley, California, every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time. You can also watch us online on our YouTube channel, Facebook, Church Center, or at livingstones.tv. If God is using this ministry to touch and impact your life, and you would like to consider partnering with us in your giving, you can do so by giving in the Church Center app or by going to livingstones.tv giving. We hope you have a wonderful week.